Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, yesterday we began by looking at the Lord's Prayer found in Matthew 6. Is it accurate to say the Lord's Prayer is in Luke 11 as well? Russ, I'm looking at you. Yes, it yes, is. It is. <laughs> that is it's, correct. Okay. Um, Okay, I'm going to try to really hard not to go in a different direction. All right, so we looked at those four little words yesterday, our Father in heaven. This is the problem with the youth of America. They yes. cannot focus. No, too they, much sugar. Yes, I just, <laughs> but we try to have patience with Josh. They so. give me a pill when I come in that's supposed to relax me, but it doesn't always work. So, um, all right, so today we look at the first petition that Jesus instructed us to pray for. Uh, Jesus says in Matthew 6, 9, Pray then like this, our Father in heaven. So there's the address, and here's the first petition. Hallowed be your name. There it is. Hallowed be your name. What does this mean, brothers? Um, in, in the Bible, um, name names take on great, great significance, and particularly God's name takes on great, great significance. Um, God, God is, when he reveals his name, uh, I, I am that I am Yahweh. When he reveals that uh, sacred name to Moses at the burning bush, he's revealing something about himself, uh, about his character, about who he is. And so when we say, may, may your name be glorified, may, may your true identity, who you really are, oh God, uh, because, I mean, let's face it, there's a lot of lies about God out there in the world. Uh, the, the human heart, as Calvin said, is a factory of idols where we're constantly making counterfeits uh, to take the place of the one true God. But when we pray, hallowed be your name, may, may who you really are be glorified and magnified and known. For us, um, names don't carry much meaning. We name people because of how it sounds. Um, I just think of my own name, Russell. I'm assuming my parents didn't name me because of the etymology of the word like a fox. Um, I can see that. <laughs> I, I'm becoming more and more like a silver fox is what I am. Um, so I, I'm pretty confident that that word or that name wasn't very meaningful. Somehow they just liked the phraseology of it, the sound of it. Um, but names in Scripture mattered a lot. Yes. And so the name signified something about their character. And so to say, hallowed be your name, it really is saying we want God's name to be known, or to say it a different way, we want God to be known in all of his fullness, all of his glory. Um, we're not asking that God be made more magnificent or more right. glorified or more hallowed. I mean, God can't be. Um, he is the epitome of, of, of everything. Mm -hmm. So what we're saying is we want people to know it. 
Mm-hmm. It's a request. It's a petition. How would right. be your name? That's right. It's it's not just an assertion of who he is, and because when we come to prayer, this is a as Russ is saying, it's a petition. We are asking that his name would be recognized as holy, as hallowed. You know, and in this we live in this culture that finds hallowing God's name something foreign. In fact, uh, you can watch. TV, you can watch, uh, you know, um, television shows, and even in our life, there's an increasingly coarse language when it comes to dealing with who God is. There's almost an outright blasphemy of His character, and so honoring uh, His name, hallowing His name, is what we are asking that would take place. Um, and that means that we are really desiring that His kingdom and the knowledge of Him would spread. In our world. Well, what's the opposite of hallow? To profane. Mm-hmm. Right. And so in in some ways, what we're saying is, Lord, don't let your name be profaned. Mm-hmm. Um, don't let it be profaned by me as an individual. Don't let it be profaned by your church. Don't yeah. let it be profaned in this world. And and I, I, think, I think a lot of Christians would say, oh, yeah, I, I don't use, I don't use the Lord's name in vain. I, I think I do this pretty good. I think I hallow God's name. Actually, the the very the very core bottom of it is is don't God don't let your name be common in the world. Treated let, lightly, yes. Treated like don't let it be like ever because because we look around the world and I see a lot of good things in this room right now. I see cups of coffee. I see Bibles. I see my friends, and these are all good. These are all good gifts that God gives us. But God is in a class all by Himself. He He wants us to, to pray that His name would not be treated like a common thing, like everything else in the world is. He's completely other. Just think mm-hmm. of it in a common example. If we worry and fret. And we say that we're a child of God, we profane God's name mm. because we don't reflect well upon him. Mm-hmm. What we're saying when we worry and fret and are anxious and, and, and all of those things is that God is not mm-hmm. a good father that mm-hmm. knows how to take care of his children. Mm-hmm. And so we think of profaning as, as swearing, mm-hmm. but profaning comes in, in the, the details of life, how we live every day. Am I reflecting well upon my heavenly father? Yeah. Or is my life not reflecting well? Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not reflecting well because I get impatient and angry and frustrated and, and react instead of responding in grace. Mm-hmm. That's not a good reflection on my heavenly father. We can profane God's name when we're sitting in church and the minister is praying and our mind is thinking about other things. That's a way to profane God's name. Um, and, and by the way, that's why we need the gospel because which one of you brothers don't, doesn't your mind sometimes distracted when you give your own prayers? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to make light of this. What I'm trying to say is that I think we profane God's name in, in a multitude of different ways that we're even unaware of. I was teaching the 10 commandments class in in one, in one of our academy classes. And when I brought that up uh, about the third commandment, you know, don't misuse the Lord's name. And I said, I bet many of you, before we even leave this room, you're going to misuse the Lord's name. And when I pray, if your mind runs off in a different direction, that's misusing his name. Well, I think that uh, you know by hallowing his name, it also keeps us from simply ventilating in prayer, um, where our prayers become just grocery lists or laments. Um, by hallowing his name, recognizing who he is, it, and bringing that adoration 
recognizing he's God, then we can just say about our problems, here they are, take them. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to, we don't have to, we, we don't have to go through this litany. We just offer up our cares to him. Mm-hmm. I think Calvin's helpful in this in that he compares this to the sun and he says, you can't make the sun any brighter. The sun is bright, um, but we can obscure people's view of the sun. We can do things that that take away from the brightness of the sun and make it appear more more dim. It doesn't change how bright the sun is. It just affects how we view it. Mm-hmm. And he's saying God is this being that is beyond our wildest imagination with regard to his magnitude and his glory and his majesty. Mm-hmm. But we can obscure that in the in the minds mm-hmm. and in the eyes of mm-hmm. other people. So what is the significance of putting this uh, petition first? Jesus, you know, purposefully put this one first. And then, uh, so maybe that's the first question. What's the significance of this petition going first? And then what is the relationship between this petition and the other petitions that follow? Yeah, I think it's very intentional that, that Jesus put this put this first, uh, that God's name would be hallowed, that the, that the truth of God, the truth of God's character would be known. Um, and and um, it's, it's almost like we get a do-over before we even start. You know, we, you know, we we came to God in prayer. We came to God to pray about a, a problem, or came to Him for some other reason, and God says, "Hey, stop! Just relax. Recognize who I am." Um, and and so, um, you know, it is that adoration that begins to heal the problem. It is that you know, recognizing that He's in control. That deep down, you know. Uh, you know, God doesn't want us miserable. God is actually in charge of these things. He's in control. He's filtered things. He's our, we come to him, you know, uh, recognizing who he is. You know, this is what happened to Job. Job was lamenting all the way through the book of Job. And and, and God begins to say, where were you when I stretched out the heavens? Where were, were you when I laid down the foundation of the earth? Oh. I, you know, my lips uttered what I shouldn't have said. Right. Yeah. And, right. you know, he got a do-over. We get a do-over before we even start to pray. Mm. And uh, I look at, look at the other petitions of the prayer. And when we, when we begin by praying, hallowed be your name, may your name be exalted, may the truth about you be known. Um, when I'm grateful for my daily bread, God's name is hallowed. Uh, when I forgive as I've been forgiven. God's name is hallowed. Mm-hmm. Um, God's name is, is, is lifted up. God's reputation uh, is, is uh, revealed. Um, mm-hmm. when, I, when I escape the way of temptation mm-hmm. and when I'm delivered from evil in the world by the power of God, God's name is hallowed. So it really, it sets the context for all of the other petitions. This really is what makes the Lord's Prayer so God-centered. I think one of the the subtle plagues of the church today is that we often use the same language. Um, like, uh, you know, some one of the frustrations that we have with um, 
our Mormon neighbors or our, our Mormon friends is they'll use a lot of the same language, Jesus, God, cross, and those types of things. And yet what we discover is that they're pouring a different meaning into them. Mm-hmm. And the same thing can happen with Protestants where we can use all the same language, but the emphasis, the center uh, is completely different. Um, I, I mean, I've been a Protestant my whole life, and there was a shift, a very radical shift in my thinking about 10 years ago from a man-centered type of Christianity to a God-centered type of Christianity. And I'm not saying I never struggle with man-centered thoughts. What I'm saying is that my theology fundamentally shifted right. into a God-centered view of the world, even so much so where you see uh, the Apostle John saying in 1 John 2.12, uh, I'm writing to you little children so that you know that your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. That was so radical to me because what it brought the truth to bear in my soul was that Jesus ultimately died for the glory of God. And here in the Lord's Prayer, what we find is that the reason why you pray mainly is so that God's name would be glorified. Mm -hmm. Amen. And I, I really think if you get this wrong, everything else will be wrong in the prayer. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, I think it goes both directions, that if the glory of God's name is not the driving force in our lives, we're not going to care about his will being done. We're not going to care about his kingdom. We're not going to care or have a heart of thankfulness. And, and all of these things fall apart. Mm-hmm. If the vertical is wrong, the horizontal is also going to be wrong. Yeah, it, it really asks... Uh, a really profound question. It raises a profound question. Um, is, is the great passion of my life that God's name would be hallowed? Mm-hmm. That the truth about God would be known? That, that who God really is would be more and more revealed in the world? Lloyd-Jones goes so far, and he has all these strong statements, so maybe take this with a grain of salt. He says, there is no principle in connection with the Christian life that exceeds this in importance, mm-hmm. the honor of and glory of God's name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why Jesus died. Mm-hmm. Jesus died ultimately to vindicate God's decision to save sinners. Um, well, you have been listening to the Gospel for Life. We hope that you can catch up on any of our past broadcasts. Just go to ReformationBoise.com or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. We will see you next time. <laughs>